Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. New federal rules now require museums to get free, informed, and prior permission from tribes before displaying cultural objects or ancestral remains. Now, it's a major update to NAGPRA, or the Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act, which establishes rules of returning cultural materials back to tribes or descendants. Now, in response, the Field Museum is covering up some of its Native American displays. In 2022, it opened a renovated exhibit centered around the history and continued presence of indigenous people. But there's still been calls on the field to return certain artifacts or take some items off display. I talked about this change with Deborah Yepa-Papan, an artist and former community engagement coordinator for that renovation at the field. And I started by asking her what she thinks of the federal update that requires consent from tribes or lineal descendants. It's a really important change in museum practice and what museums should be doing. Um, You know, with the Native Truths renovation, which was a project that I was very um, closely tied to, um, you know, that was part of the process. We, We did make sure to consult with and check with communities about whether something was appropriate to be put on display. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's I, I know for a fact because my role was to, you know, bring in Native people and welcome Native people to the museum to give them access to the space and to collections. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I had a number of people that would um, point out certain things that should not have been on public display in some of the older cases, the older hall. Really? Like um, what? Um, like ceremonial items, like a ceremonial mask um, or other items that maybe, um, you know, are just that, that they know um, and are familiar with from their tribes as something that's being sensitive. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I I was unclear of what the process should have been. But, you know, I know that, um, you know, those kinds of things were brought to the attention of certain people. And, you know, they there was so much bureaucracy that, you know, those items weren't covered up. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I'm glad that this law is in place now um, or this change in, in NAGPRA. Um, but, you know, it's kind of disappointing that it had to take this law, um, you know, rather than uh, acknowledging the knowledge of Native people um, to know their own culture and cultural materials to say, oh, well, maybe we should do something about this. So you are in support then of the field now covering up some displays? Yes. Yeah. The field did decline our invitation to join this conversation with you today, but we do have a statement that reads in part, quote, pending consultation with the represented communities, we have covered all cases that we believe contain cultural items that could be subject to these regulations. The Field Museum does not have any Native American human remains on display, end quote. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, in the time that I was there from uh, 2017 to um, just last year, 2023, um, they I mean, you know, yes, they were very um, committed to making sure that there were no human or actually um, in in native communities. We say ancestral remains or just simply ancestors Mm -hmm. are not on display, Um, you know, and and that's that's out of respect, of course, um, as it should be. 
Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I. But again, you know, there were so many things that were brought to the attention of, you know, uh, appropriate staff members that something should not be on display. Um, and, you know, there should have been outreach at that time. You know, I think a lot of the times the burden gets put on tribes to make sure that they're following the, the appropriate, you know, um, protocols right. to inform the museum. Um, you know, so like the burden needs to be on the museum to to do that work. To do the work. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you made that distinction there between the use of the term human remains, which we've seen uh, in this act um, uh, versus uh, ancestral remains. Right. Because human remains, the term does feel a little impersonal. Right? You, you want people to feel the gravity of that, right? These were once people. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, going back to your renovation work at the field, you you connected with Native community members in Chicago, as you mentioned, as well as across the country. Uh, talk about uh, more of the feedback that you were hearing from those folks. Um, yeah, you know, and that's that's kind of what guides my perspective. You know, I'm, I'm a Native person also. Mm -hmm. I'm Amos Pueblo. Um, and, you know, having a lot of those conversations with Native community members, tribal members from all across the country, um, it's similar. You know, they, there's this kind of excitement to see things in collections that they haven't seen in their communities for a long time. But then also that kind of sadness that, you know, they're, that, that they're in the museum. Yeah. They, they're no longer in their communities. And then there's this kind of longing and wish and hope for a lot of these items to return. Um, but, you know, these are also items that don't fall under the guidelines of NAGPRA. Um, and so, you know, these are items that, you know, it, who knows if they will be. Um, ever, you know, ever make their journey back home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, the Native Truths exhibit that uh, that opened last year. I want to hear more about that contrast between the old displays and Native Truths, right? But your experience and uh, when you walk from the new exhibit to the old, what does that feel like? Oh my gosh, it's such a stark contrast. Really? Um, because, you know, the Native Truths, and I don't know if you've gone to see it yourself. No, not yet. Um, you know, it's just, it's so alive it's so vibrant it's so um you know it's kind of like rehumanizing native people yeah and native truths opened in 2022 yes right? in may of 2022 and um when you walk out of that hall and you walk right into the northwest coast alaska native hall um it's just it's so different the feeling is different there's um you know it's dark it's kind of you know, some people have said they, they get scared when they walk in there. Really? Um, and, you know, some people, they've turned around and just walked right back into Native Truths um, because it's just, you know, you have so many items that are just basically crammed into exhibit cases. Um, and it's just, it's not a good feeling. Let's talk more about NAGPRA. And again, that is the Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act created back in the 90s. Where else do you think this act has fallen short? Um, well, I, I do want to make clear, too, that I, I'm not an expert um, in NAGPRA. I'm not a repatriation specialist um, either. Um, but, you know, I, I what I do hear from the conversations I've had with people that do do the work in repatriation, Native people, that, you know, institutions like the Field Museum view NAGPRA, the law, mm -hmm. as a ceiling and not the floor. Um, so, you know, NAGPRA should be the base from where we start. 
Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, these are only the items that need to be returned. Absolutely, they need to be ancestors and, you know, ceremonial items need mm -hmm. to be returned. But that doesn't mean that the museum isn't capable or shouldn't be capable of returning other items that tribes might want back. Yeah, according to the field's website, uh, to that end, there have been two non-NAGPRA repatriations. There was one in 1989 and one in 1991. Uh, that's excluding a, a handful of international repatriations. Uh, so anything else you would like to see from the field going beyond when it comes to the requirements of NAGPRA? Yeah, I mean, I would like to see a policy where, or, you know, museums can change their policies. I think they're even bound by their own policies um, to not return. But, you know, I would love to see some sort of policy that enables um, tribes to be able to come in and make that determination and have that agency to take those things back that they want that fall, you know, even if they fall outside of NAGPRA. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's our right as Native people. Um, you know, these are our ancestors. Our ancestors made a lot of these items and our ancestors that, um, or, you know, there was no consent in these items even coming into the museum in some cases. And yeah. I think that also needs to be um, considered. Mm -hmm. In that renovated exhibit, there's a display that's showcasing bear skulls yes. and a rabbit fur blanket. Uh, it intentionally points out some of NAGPRA's gaps. If yeah. You will, right? Tell us more about that one. Yeah. So NAGPRA applies to um, federally and state recognized tribes in the United States. Um, the bear skull and the rabbit fur blanket um, are from the Inu community, which is in Canada. And so, you know, Canada, then this would be considered um, international. Mm -hmm. um, so NAGPRA doesn't apply there. Um, and I know that, you know, the, the co-curator of that exhibit case, Bibiane Courtois, she was one of the advisory committee members for the renovation project. Mm -hmm. And she used this opportunity, I think, so brilliantly, um, you know, to bring attention to the fact that, you know, her community wants these back. And these are so important to her community. And so, you know, it's, it's very... Um, it's expressed in, you know, the labeling, in um, the narrative and the story around that and how, you know, it's, it's on the museum to, to do the right thing to return these after that display comes down. Mm -hmm. And under these new rules, the field and other museums are going to have five years to consult and update inventories of these uh, ancestral remains. Talk more, Deborah, about the significance of just returning these remains to their proper descendants. Oh my gosh, it's, you know, it, it's so important. These are our, you know, our grandparents, our great-great-grandparents, our great-great-great-grandparents, you know, we want them back. They they need to be back in, um, you know, the lands that they were first, you know, laid mm -hmm. to rest. Um, so that absolutely is, is such an important thing, um, you know, and, and those, those items that were buried with them too, you know, those need to be returned as yeah. well. I mean, the field, it has one of the largest collections of ancestral remains in, in this country. What is that responsibility that you think museums have when it comes to returning these remains to tribes for reburial? Um, yeah, I don't know how I can answer that. Um, I mean, definitely relationship building mm -hmm. is really important. Um, you know, I, I think as quick a return as possible is important. Um, I think, you know, I, I know part of the difficulty is that 
when you're understaffed or if your museum is not putting forth the financial resources to support that, mm -hmm. this process is going to be slow. And, um, you know, I think the Field Museum really needs to step up in making sure that they're adequately staffed to do this work that, you know, so that they could be in better relationship with Native people, too. Um, and also, you know, back all of that up financially. Um, you yeah. know, it needs to be a high top priority, but it also there needs to be this kind of fundamental understanding throughout the entire museum of why this is such an important need for Native people. Uh, the field is uh, tracking the completion of these inventories on their website. Now, since NAGPRA was put in place, there have been at most uh, a handful of inventory completions each year, and then it jumped to 14 last year. What do you think was behind that increase? Um, I, was there a pressure to? I, I think there get is. This done? There's a lot of pressure. I think um, you know maybe it's it's also the fact that when we were creating Native Truths, there were there was a lot more engagement with Native communities, which also helped to kind of open the doors to you know more of these communities being right. able to come into the museum and access collections. Um, but I also think it is because of. Um, you know, they, they have some really good people um, that are working in repatriation right now that were just brought on in the last couple years. And that's when I feel like, you know, um, things have started to shift. Um, you know, and I, I, and I think that's what happens, especially when you and if you hire Native people to do that work, because mm. then they're bringing in that perspective. They're bringing in that personal um, you know, they're, they're making it a priority because this is their own people, right? Um, and it, I, I think when you, when you actually think of it as putting Native people and Native needs first right. over the museums, then that is going to help shift things. Absolutely. We'll leave it there. That's Deborah Yepapapan, who's an artist and former community engagement coordinator for the Native Truths exhibit at the Field Museum. Thank you so much for your time, Deborah. Thank you. This episode of the Reset Podcast was produced by Max Lubers, and it was edited by Meha Ahmed and Brenda Ruiz. If you liked this episode, check out our full catalog of conversations and consider subscribing. You'll get an episode in your feed morning and afternoons, Monday through Friday, and a fun bonus episode on Saturday mornings. That's it for Reset. Thanks for listening. We'll talk this afternoon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.